The social media landscape has changed dramatically over the last few years. I mean, do you all remember when Instagram was solely a photo app? I still remember the days of stock photography being enough to grow huge followings. This is before all the filters, IG stories, reels, IGTV, changing algorithms, <clears throat> censorship, <laughs> drama, and before we knew what Clubhouse and TikTok even were. As much as a part of me yearns for those days in some ways, and as much as I've been in denial, the truth is that the change is here and it's time for us, yes, even me, to adapt. This is me coming to the realization that Reels are here to stay and I'm finally ready to jump in. Today, we're talking about how to use Instagram Reels in your business to launch your next product or service. If you're feeling overwhelmed by the ever-changing landscape of Reels or you're intimidated by the feeling need to sing, dance, or light things on fire in order to go viral, you're not alone. So many people and businesses are struggling with Reels. And there's a lot of reasons for this. Reels keep changing. How you do them, the features, the exposure, the reach, it can feel unpredictable and ever-changing. And as a business owner, that's super frustrating and annoying. Reels also feel time-consuming to create, especially in my head compared to a simple picture and a caption that I can do so quickly. There's also a lot of pressure to do reels. And while Instagram recently announced they are going to balance out with photos, the truth is that over the last several months and maybe even a year and a bit, the platform itself has been prioritizing video over photos. And no one knows what the future is going to look like and when Instagram may decide to change this. Reels are also time sensitive. If you miss a trend, you miss out. You have to be ready to create in some ways on the fly, and that makes batching content and scheduling months or even weeks in advance more complicated. There's also the reality that success with Reels just takes time. Like anything else, it takes time to get results, and most of us don't always have that time or feel like we want to dedicate ourselves in there. And let's just call this out. There is a performance pressure on here. The desire or the, the seeming need that we need to make things bigger and better and do all these wild and crazy things to get attention, that exists. And that pressure, I know I feel it and I know you probably do too. On top of that, forget about the technicalities. <laughs> we just all have our own limitations, our fear of visibility, perfectionism, my hand is way up over here, the fears of will this be worth it and is the time and energy I'm me putting myself out there, what's it going to end up with? So with all that said, it's clear that me and maybe so many of you entrepreneurs too, we need help. In this episode, we brought in the expert, Laura Batoyu, a social media strategist with over eight years of experience and an organic reach of over 1 million people each month on Instagram. Super impressive. Laura is going to share with us her accidental journey into becoming a Reels expert and how her life changed after discovering the power of Reels. You're going to learn a lot of great tips and strategies for making Reels that's going to allow you to get in front of your target audience, to grow your followers organically, and most of all, grow your business. In this episode, you're going to learn what a Reels recipe is and how you can use this formula to help create more content in less time. I'm here for that. You're also going to hear the key ingredients to include in a Reel to help you get results for you and your business. You're going to learn about B-roll, how to shoot it, and how to use it in your Reels to make content creation easier. But it's not all work and no play here. Laura is going to teach us how to have more fun with Reels, how to drop the perfectionism, how to handle those pesky online social media trolls, and to take the pressure off and make Reels more approachable and less overwhelming. By the end of this episode, our promise to you is that you're going to spend less time creating more Reels, you're going to stop taking them so dang seriously, and just have a lot of fun with it. We also have a special invitation and free challenge with you with an exciting giveaway that we're sharing at the end of this episode, so be sure to listen till the end so you can join in. 
So are you ready to join us in this Reels revolution? This is an episode you don't want to miss. Grab a notebook, a pen, get ready to take the notes because Laura is about to empower you and me to take our social media and businesses to the next level. And remember, this isn't one of those episodes especially where I don't just want you to listen, get ready to take action. Let's get started. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hello, Golden Girls, and welcome to this episode of Golden Girls Podcast. Today, we're tackling a hot topic, reels. If you are feeling overwhelmed by the ever-changing landscape of reels, or maybe you're intimidated by the need to sing or dance or perform theatrical feats online, you're not alone. In this episode, I'm super excited and honored to be joined by Laura Bitoyo, a social media strategist with eight years of experience and a reach of over 1 million people organically each and every month on Instagram. Laura is a social media expert who teaches entrepreneurs specifically how to use Instagram Reels to grow their business. She lives in Ottawa with her husband and we can't forget Henry, their Italian greyhound. Laura, (laughs) this is an episode of years in the making. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It has, yeah, been years in the making. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've known each other for several years. I kind of know a bit of your story and I know that you became a Reels expert kind of by accident. Can you share the story and tell us, uh, you know, how do you accidentally fall into uh, becoming an expert on Reels? Yeah, great question. Um, So at the time I was working as a social media manager and one of my clients um, had said to me, there's this new feature that Instagram is going to be getting. I need you to figure it out and figure out how we're gonna make Reels. And I was like so annoyed because Instagram was always, they still are, they're always updating, adding new features, changing things. And I was like, okay, I have to learn another feature. And I was annoyed about it. And I honestly didn't think Reels were gonna be a big deal. I thought that they were gonna be another feature that we kind of forget about. So this client was like pestering me to make Reels for her. So the day's real, the day Reels got rolled out, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make a Reel and then it's gonna flop and then I never have to make another one just to prove my point that they're not gonna be great. So I make my first Reel and at the time I had about, I think I had 4,000 followers and I post my reel and it got 6,000 views. And that was like everyone in my audience plus another 50% have seen a piece of my content. And that was like unheard of for me at the time. Like, I mean, even now with static content, you're lucky if, you know, 20, 30% of your audience sees it. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. Maybe there is something to this. So I decided I was gonna replace all of my regular static content with reels. And I posted uh, three reels a week for a month. And my account grew very quickly. And because I was one of the first people experimenting and like kind of having fun with them, um, people would book one-on-one calls with me to learn about how to use Reels because I was a social media manager and educator at the time. Um, And that's just kind of how it started. So very unexpectedly, like if you scroll back on my feed, I have like 
no video content. I hardly ever showed my face on stories. Video was like not my thing. Um, but because of this like accident, basically, um, I came to love reels. <laughs> I love that. So amazing. Uh, you know, what's really funny right before we hit record on this podcast, we pulled the truth bomb card and it said, it's often best to do the opposite of what your fear is telling you to do. Yes. And isn't that just so true that you were like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Why is this person making me do this? This is going to yeah. flop. And it ended up being such a huge like eye opener. And I, I think it completely changed your path, your future, your purpose, all those things. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And you're right. It was like the opposite of what I wanted to do. And it, it really worked out. So I love it. I love it. So anybody else who's also feeling like I want to just hit stop on this right away and not never do a reel again, keep listening because there's some good stuff yes. here. Um, <laughs> so what changed in your life after discovering reels and what other successes have you seen? And I mean, obviously the social media growth is one of them. That's incredible and congratulations. Um, but what else has, what else has been there for you? Yeah. So, you know, leveraging reels, I've met a ton of new people, which is always like fun. I've made a lot of connections in uh, my industry and other business owners who are going through the same thing that we go through as business owners. Um, so that's been a really cool opportunity to connect with people. Um, my business grew like significantly because you're reaching way more people, but you're also connecting with them on a much deeper level, much quicker. Um, so I think video content is really great for that in general. I also have basically restructured my entire business to fit my life instead of the other way around before I felt like my business was my main priority and I had to like do everything, like sacrificing my personal life to make my business work. Um, and, you know, using reels and leveraging that I've been able to restructure my business to support my life instead of the other way around. So, um, that's been really great. And then of course, having fun, it's been a really fun journey. And like, because it's a new area or a new opportunity, I guess it's a lot of like uncharted territory. So having fun with that and experimenting and just discovering things has been really cool. And anyone that's seen your reels, I mean, you do look like you're having fun with it. You know, like you, I feel like you don't take yourself too seriously. I no. feel like you play on trends and you you do do a lot of things that are really unique. And I don't know, it's just very playful. And I can see why people are attracted to that, why people are like, oh, this, you know, Laura is fun. Laura is also educational. Like she gets yeah. it. And I think that really, really shines through. Uh, and, and all the reels that you do, it is, it does look fun. It does look like, oh, she's got this figured out. Whereas I'm, I feel like Laura, this might be like a personal coaching conversation. I feel like I'm still like, this is so much. I suck. What if nobody sees it? So yeah, I think that you really, that really shines through. Yeah. Um, so one of the things, you know, I posted on my social media that I was going to be having this interview with you and we're going to be talking about reels. So many people came back and said, like, I feel overwhelmed. I feel like the time, you know, even just full disclosure in my business this week, we've been trying to figure out on my team, what does it look like for us to do more reels? Because I feel like I, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to talk to you, Laura, I have to actually do reels. <laughs> so, but it's just overwhelming. So what is a reels recipe and how do you break it down? Because for me, I just feel like I need to figure out like, What's the, what's, what's trending right now? What does my audience need to hear? What kind of, like, what are we going to show? What am I going to say? What's it going to sound like? Just, I, it feels very overwhelming to yeah. take all that on and come and then I have to make it super creative, super funny, make it go viral, all the pressure. So how do you break this down and what, what is the recipe? Please tell me. Absolutely. So I love that you asked this because I think a lot of people feel the same way. 
Um, so how I break down all my reels or the formula for reels or the recipe for reels is the combination is an audio, so a sound, the text or the on-screen copy and a video, that's it. If you break it down into those three components, it becomes really easy to see how you can take your existing content and repurpose it into the formula or into the, the, um, the format of a reel. So I'm always looking at like, how can I repurpose existing video? Because if video is just one component of it, I can take one video, pair it with a different text and a different audio, and it becomes a new reel. So that's something I've been experimenting with lately is like using those different pieces and like just tweaking one or two so that I can reuse the same message. I can even reuse the same audio. I can reuse the same video, but I'm breaking it down into those three components. It sounds so easy when you say this. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually do this, which is one of the things that I appreciate about you. Are there either key ingredients to this recipe? Because I feel like you still kind of have to get these things right, right? And there's like yeah. so many different, you know, theories and and like, what what do, what do you see out there? What, what do you find ma- makes for a successful reel here? Yeah, absolutely. So I have recently started cooking. So, or I don't know, the last six months. So I get my HelloFresh ingredients and reels remind me a lot of like cooking because you get a meal and it's like a protein, vegetable, and then like a carb or a starch, right? And I kind of see reels the same way. So like, even with like, I don't know, chicken, a veggie and like potatoes, like if you put different spices, different seasoning, you are changing that whole dish and you're not getting tired of it, right? So reels are kind of the same way. So those three components are the main pieces, but the other key ingredients could be like your spices, the herbs, the sauces. So if we're thinking about reels that way, we have those three main components. And then the other key ingredients would be like a hook or a call to action. Those would fall under, you know, the category of the text or the on-screen copy. Um, but those are key ingredients. You want to start every single reel with a really strong hook. You want to end every reel with a call to action. Even if it's something small, like drop an emoji, um, double tap, follow for more. Um, those are the things you're going to be looking at. And then when it comes to video, there's so many options with the video itself. I'm a big fan of using B-roll. This is something I talk about a lot on my profile, but B-roll is like, video that on its own wouldn't necessarily be valuable. It's like video of you maybe walking across the screen or working at your desk or doing your morning routine. And that video on its own is kind of like, why would you post that? But if you're pairing that with like a sound that makes sense or that's interesting, and then adding some really juicy copy on top, suddenly that becomes a reel instead of like a boring video of you brushing your hair, right? So I think um, just learning how to reuse those same ingredients and how to like tweak them a little bit can make a whole bunch of different reels from, you know, those, those three, those three key ingredients we talked about or the three recipes. (laughs) Genius. So I always heard about B-roll, I think in like the video industry. Yeah. It's so, so what is B-roll and how do you, you know, how do you shoot it? Like for somebody that's like, I've, I've heard that, but I actually don't know what it means. Yeah, absolutely. So you're right. B-roll is like a term from video. Um, it's like whenever they show before they cut to the scene of the characters, maybe they'll do like an aerial shot of like the city or you'll see like someone at the checkout, like like New York city and sex in the city. Exactly. Like close up of the shoes, things like that. So (sighs) that type of content feels very low pressure. So I like to just set up my uh, tripod with my phone while I'm working at my desk and use that. Um, I will do a, like a content creation day with a friend where they'll be, we'll be swapping each other's phones and recording each other doing things. Um, I also like to record video that I can reuse where it's like, maybe it is me just looking at the screen, but I'm like pointing at different spots, pairing that with like a fun sound and a juicy hook gives you another reel as well. 
such great ideas. And I love that there too. Because for me, my head is like, oh, my husband's not an Instagram husband. I can't get him to take yes. videos. So I love that you said the tripod. And also finding yeah. a friend. Because most of us have somebody else. And I guarantee you, if you're thinking, I don't, like post it on your social and ask if anybody else is also struggling yeah. with this or would also love to do a trade. Because I'm sure there's so many people that are now needing this kind of content. And I love the idea of pairing up doing it together. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a believer in community and, and better together. So that's genius. Love it. Yeah. It's super I'm fun. It's a great way for you to, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It's super fun. Um, it's super fun and it's a great way to like make friends and make connections because you're both benefiting. You're both getting content out of it, but you're also connecting with people in person, which feels really good after a very long <laughs> shutdown. So I'm a big fan of it. Yes. I love that. Okay. I'm curious to see how many like real making dates are going to come out of this for the business besties. Hopefully a lot. (laughs) Yes. This is just a curiosity question. Like when you create a reel and you hit, right before you hit publish, do you know, and do you feel like you can predict how popular it's going to be or does that surprise you sometimes? Um, yes and no. Like some reels, I know they're going to do well. Like every time I share, um, like a trending sound or how to use a trend, those ones always do really well. Um, if I'm sharing something that's super salesy, like I'm sharing a testimonial or a review, I know that one's not going to get a lot of views and I'm going into that, going into it with that mindset. Um, but I've had reels that totally blow up that I wasn't expecting. So I think because I've been doing it for so long, I have a better gauge of like what's going to happen. But when you're first starting out, like I had no idea what to expect. Like my first reel that hit a million views was like something that I was like playing around with. I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I'll post it sure, I'll do it. Like I was kind of like, meh, why not? And it got a million views. So that was super unexpected. But I think once you're doing it more consistently, you can kind of predict, but not always. There's always going to be the wild card that throws you. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. I think what you said there is really important to hear because I think, I know, I feel like the pressure to get it right, right out of the gate, right? That this has got to be the one. And I'm sure I would imagine that for anybody in social media, they feel that pressure that everyone needs to go viral or you need something to go viral. And I love what you said there because you don't know until you start trying things. And so you really like do have to start practicing and getting in there and you know, that's how you're going to figure it out. Yeah, totally. So along those, along those lines, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on like the 30 day post challenges? Like make a reel every day for 30 days. Cause I've seen that before and I've been like, should I do it? Ah, yeah. Tell me what, what are your thoughts? Um, I have mixed feelings. So I like the idea of like batch creating 30 reels and then dripping them out over 30 days. Um, because when you immerse yourself in something like that, you are forcing yourself to get better at it. You're going to be learning so much from the reels you're putting out, the data you're getting back in real time and no pun intended. And you're going to be real time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're going to be spending that time to get really good at something and forcing yourself to get creative. So From that perspective, I really like it. Um, With that being said, I don't like the pressure to create daily because I think it interrupts with your flow. And like, especially if you have, you know, we're all business owners, we have other responsibilities, we have other priorities. So I don't want everyone to abandon their business to become a content creator. Um, But I do like the idea of like committing yourself to something and following through and getting really good at something. Mm. I have never even thought about the idea of batching a 30 day challenge instead of trying to do it once a day. And I think that's game changer. That's genius. I love that. Super cool. Um, Okay. So one of the things you and I have talked about is this idea that 
people take it so seriously. Um, and I'm yeah. sure that's because of all the pressure and the fears and, and all, and, and social media comparison. Let's be real. It's not, yeah. a, not exactly a the, the happiest place on earth. Um, yeah. So I know one of your missions is to help people have more fun with reels, have more ease. What happened for you when you started to have more fun with your reels? Yeah. So the first thing that happened is I like stopped caring as much about the views um, because I was creating them for myself. I wasn't creating them for, for views. I was creating them because I thought it was a cool message or I was just like having a fun day and I wanted to share. Um, so obviously that changed my whole perspective to creating reels and it took the pressure off of the expectation of like every reel going viral or being amazing. Um, and I think when you shift your focus from like getting views to having fun, creating your content that takes that pressure off because if I don't get a million views on a reel, it's like, well, I didn't make it to get a million views. I made it because I had a message to share. So that has helped me to make more reels. And it also really made my account grow even more, which was crazy because I wasn't expecting that. Um, but I was able to put up more content and have more fun doing it and feel less pressure. So all good things. <laughs> And now you're like, let's get more of that for everybody. Let's give yes, everyone that. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a reel in your mind that sticks out as particularly fun to make or one that you really enjoyed? Um, there's this song from um, The Silence of the Lambs. I don't know if you've heard it, but I, yeah, this is, it's not going there. <laughs> um, but basically it's this song and my husband hates it because if I play it in the house, he says it reminds me of the silence of the lambs. So I love this song. It's like goodbye horses. Like I can't sing, but it's like a really fun, like synthy pop 80s song. I love it. Anyway, I saw it was trending one day and I was like, this song is trending. It's from the silence of the lambs. Like what is going on? So I just, I had like a video of me dancing in my kitchen. We just finished a reno and I was like, Oh, this will be fun. I'm going to like take this video of me dancing in the kitchen, pair it with this video and like write a funny caption about how one of my favorite songs from the silence of the lambs is trending. And it didn't get a ton of views, but I got so many comments from people being like, Oh my God, I love this song too. Like how cool is it that it's trending? Um, so like, I think that was kind of the beginning of me like letting go with my reels because before that I was like every single reel has to have a purpose and has to do well and then for that reel I was like I don't really have a purpose with this I was just kind of like in a funny mood like that's it right so um yeah that that one sticks out for me <laughs> oh thanks okay I'm totally gonna go back and have to go find that I'll link to it in the show notes too because I feel yeah. like now everyone's gonna want to see that yeah so yeah. good and I'm do in my pajamas you, so like it was ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, super, I'm cute. super cute. I love that. So there you go. You can you can do reels even in your pajamas with funny songs yeah. or creepy songs or songs yeah. that your husband's hate. You can do it. Yes. So <laughs> do, you, do you find that um, like I find sometimes success can almost be its own. I don't know. I'm sure there's like a great quote around this, but sometimes like the more success you get, it can actually become harder because you feel the pressure to have more success and more success. Did yeah. you feel that in your business? Do you continue to feel that? And any, is there anything that you've done that, to kind of move through that? Um, definitely. I feel like I feel that now even. Like I've been feeling it for a while and I think I'll probably always feel it. I think it means that I like take my business seriously and I like respect all the hard work I've put into it. So I try not to see it as a bad thing. Um, but there's definitely that pressure of like, okay, I've done this much this year. Like what's going to happen next year? Like, am I going to get more views? This reel has to be better than the last one. Um, I think that's super normal. I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an answer like 
a good answer on how to work through it. I like meditate every day. I'm in therapy. Um, I think like trying to, I don't know if the word is compartmentalized, but I am trying to like see my business as a separate entity to me. Um, because for so long it was like, I am the business. And so now I'm trying to see it. Like I am a person who has a business and I try to compartmentalize them. So that the pressure isn't on me. It's like more on the business, if that makes sense. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's normal. I hope it's normal. <laughs> I think it's very normal. And thank you for helping to normalize that. Um, and I think the advice you shared there, that's so helpful. You know, I think the meditation, I think um, the reminder that like this can also, the reframe of it in terms of like being a good sign that I, that I care, that I want to do yeah. great things. Um, and then I think also like the, putting it into perspective of like the business it, or social media or views or whatever, whatever that pressure is, it's part of the totality of who I am. And so yeah. I think if you can kind of keep that in perspective, if you can reframe it as a potential positive and also kind of separate yourself from it, um, that's, that's such great advice. Thanks for sharing that. So good. Oh, no one is like watching us as closely as we watch ourselves. Like no one is going to go through your reels and be like, oh, like she was doing so great. Now they're bombing or like, oh, like she was really good and now she sucks. Like, I don't think anyone else is watching us that closely. I hope they're not. I mean, if they are, that probably says more about them than it does about us. So that also helps me to feel like kind of liberated, like no one else cares about it as much as I do. <laughs> mm, yes, so true. Such a gift when you realize that everyone's just worried about themselves. And like, obviously, hopefully, I hope that we can move to a place where we're not always so self-conscious and always overanalyzing ourselves. But it's just, yeah. it's it's an interesting reality that everyone else is, also wrapped up in their own stuff and they're not they're not trying to take you down and if they are then I love that perspective that it's it says way more about them than it does about you yeah yeah, yeah absolutely okay I find reels and when I asked people like what stops you from making reels the number one answer was time it feels like it takes so long and I especially compared to I, I I still remember the days this makes me feel really old but I remember the days where you could literally take a stock photo post it on Instagram with a great caption and it would be so successful like those are some of my most successful posts um that and those anything with days. my daughter in it because people love the kids um yeah <laughs> and now it's like okay now I feel like it would it would take me longer to cook like a, a shorter time to cook like a six course meal than it would be to use a Reels recipe. So why yeah. does it take so long? And how do you, I know that you can do it faster. Tell me how fast you can do it and what tips you have, please. So it's faster for me to make a reel than a static post, like by far. Um, I don't know if it's because I've been doing it for so long or if it's because I only think of it as like three ingredients, but it's way quicker for me to make a reel. I mean, I can... Like right now, if I had to record a reel, I could get it up within five minutes. Um, it's super fast for me, but it also depends on like the reel, obviously. Like some reels are just more time consuming, especially if you're doing like transitions or like elaborate editing, um, but they don't have to be that long. Pyrotechnics, like, you know, all the things. Yeah, pyrotechnics casually. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins in the background, you have to coordinate. Yeah, like obviously that would be bad. <laughs> um, sorry, what was the second part of the question? It was repurposing or something, right? Mm, yeah, I guess I'm curious about that too. Yeah, do you yeah. do you repurpose to save time? Because like... Yes. It, it yeah, feels absolutely. like it would be exhausting to always come up with new stuff. Yeah, so what I was going to say to you is like 
those posts of yours that what the with like the stock images and the captions that got a ton of engagement i would go back and look at your insights and see which ones got the most comments because comments are a good indication that people are reading the caption and responding to that caption um, especially the stock photo that's like maybe a little bit more forgettable but the caption is what really stood out so i would go back and look at those captions and like take that copy that text and like repurpose it for a reel that would be super easy to do and it's like a proven performer it's a proven topic people are interested in um so let's say you have a caption on um your deboss strategy the delegate batch that like that right so what if we took that and your caption or your video is like you at your desk the hook is like the five things i do to save time as a busy i don't know what you identify as now but like a are you a real estate coach now or I, I don't, I don't know, know. Right? I'm like, all the things, all the things. Yeah, you're all the things. <laughs> like, I mean, it's hard because the copy, you want it to be short and snappy, but it also doesn't really encompass you. Um, but all of that to say, like, you want to give five tips on that. And then you can have that text, like, written out on top of those five things. And they come down in sequence, in time with the music. Um, that would take you, like, 10 minutes to make if I had to think about it. Um, you could copy and paste that exact same caption for the reel that you took from that static post. Um, I love doing that. I like, I always will record a transition if I'm like on vacation or somewhere with an interesting background. If you go look at one of my most recent reels, it starts with me on the beach and then it ends with me in like a pile of snow. Um, and those were like two separate videos that I recorded. Like one of them's over a year old. The other one I recorded in Mexico four months ago. And I like just record these videos. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to use them, but I'd rather have them. And I took those two videos, stitched them together and added copy on top used a trending audio and I mean, I'll go look at how many views it has, but like it did well. I got good comments. People were DMing me about it. Um, so I was happy with that. And that reel took me maybe 10 minutes. Like the hardest part was like finding the videos I wanted to use because I had so many. So it was like, Ooh, which one should I pick? That was the most time consuming part. Um, that is genius. So do you keep a separate folder on your phone? This is very tactical, but I'm curious. Like, do you keep a separate yeah. folder and then just put all yeah. your B-roll stuff in there? Oh. Genius. Okay. I usually put them. Sorry. I was going to say, I usually put them on, um, drive and I have them organized by like location. So like I have a New York folder, I have like a Mexico folder. like I put those in there. Um, and that's a quicker way to do it, especially if you're worried about your phone getting full. Um, but you can absolutely just have a folder in your phone. That's like me at desk or like batch working or like whatever you want to call those folders and have them there. Um, but that reel that I made that took me 10 minutes has 19,000 views. So I'm like happy with that. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. I feel like probably most people listening in 10 minutes to get 19,000 views would be pumped. Um, and that's yeah. why at the beginning of the episode, I told everyone to make sure you have your notebook out and your pen and paper and you're ready to take notes because yeah. Laura is dropping gold here. So good. Um, and Laura, thank you so yeah. much for that real idea. I feel like <laughs> I'm so grateful. Thank you. That's a great idea. Yeah, I'm totally going to do that. Yeah. Go Amazing. look at all of your insights and look at your most saved and your most commented. And then those, like those top 12 for each one should be your real strategy for the next like month or whatever. Genius. Oh my gosh. This is, yeah. this is why you're so good. This is why people trust <laughs> you. People work with you. People love working with you. So good. Okay. Let's talk about one of the other hmm, not so nice parts about the internet and perhaps the world today. And also I think one of the biggest fears, which is trolls. Uh, I recently saw, and I love this, that you started to pin some of these troll comments the top of your post. And I immediately was like, why is she doing this? Why are you 
why are you pinning the mean people at the very top of your post? So can you tell me what is your strategy? What are you doing with that? Why do you want to see the trolls? Yeah, so my friend Ali Pantucci, she's from from Vancouver. Um, she is a like a lifestyle creator, photographer, and she was the one who suggested this to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it and see what happens. So I have like two trains of thought. Sometimes I'm like, do I want to give these people extra attention? Um, but the other t- the other train of thought is like, these people should be accountable for their comments online. And a good way to like you know ensure that accountability is to have people see what they're writing. So. Often, as soon as I pin their comment, they get the notification that it's pinned, they'll go and delete it. Um, Especially if it's a business account or like someone who's using Instagram for a professional reason and they see that people are looking at their comment, they'll go and delete it. Um, So that's why I started doing it for the accountability and so people could see like the type of flack that we get as content creators. Wow, wow. How, you weren't always like this, were you? Like you, when you started out, you weren't like, bring on the trolls. It's going to be great content. No. <laughs> How did it no. start for you? Yeah. And what's that transition pin like? Um, you know, I used to get really, really upset. If I got a troll comment, like I would like want to delete my content. I would be like devastated. I would like think about it for days, like be really, really upset. I would like go and check out the person's profile and like Google them and be like, who are they? Like very like overly invested in it. Um, I don't know what changed or how it changed, I should say rather. Um, I think maybe it's just like the passage of time and like getting so many of them that I had to like get thicker skin. Um, But I also think like as I get older, I care less about what other people think. Um, So it's like what I said earlier, it's like it says more about them than it does about me. And I think once you realize that people who are online leaving comments like that, there's obviously a reason they feel like they need to do that. And like it's not up to me to figure out why. My job is to protect me and make me feel good. So like that's on them if they want to be like grumpy, angry, rude online. Um, my job is to protect me. So I, I just let them do it. I pin their comments and yeah, it doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> so good. It makes me think too of the Brene, or I guess it's not actually Brene Brown's quote. I can't remember who the original quote, but the whole idea of like the man in the arena, right? I think it might actually be like yes. Theodore Roosevelt or something. But you yeah. know, like really being able to look at like who is this person leaving the comment and are they somebody who is also doing big things and who is also putting themselves out yeah. there and creating content and trying to help and serve and pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone and and facing their fears because if they are then maybe it's yeah. worth paying attention to those those comments or feedback right yeah. but if they're not then that that tells you something and those are probably not comments you need to take on um, yeah. Laura also yeah. for what it's, it's worth so it true. really sounds like meditation and therapy is working for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's been a long journey, so <laughs> thank you. It's always a long journey. But yeah, truly, yes. I love I love how grounded and centered you are on this because it can be hard to find that in like our crazy world and especially online. And it's so refreshing to have you share, you know, so, so authentically uh, with us that you, you know, your transition too, that you didn't just wake, you know, you didn't just start out being like, this is easy, like bring it on, I'm you know, fine. that's, that's yeah, been a no. journey. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it's still a journey. I'm still on the journey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. One of the things you and I talked about, we actually talked about one of our favorite bars in Vancouver. Um, oh my gosh, now I'm... Okay, it's called Lao Wai. It's a little speakeasy in Chinatown. And you and I were chatting about it and so I cute. told you that one of the things that they did, it's super cute. Yes, everybody listening, go check them out. It's amazing. It is a speakeasy, so Google the instructions on how to get in. Uh, yes, you need uh, those. I think you have to order the number seven. Number Don't seven. quote me. Number check six or number seven. number seven, yeah. 
Yeah. There's like a number dumpling. If there's a dumpling shop in the front yeah. and you, you have to order the number seven or the eight or whatever, whatever number or the six. Yeah. And then you get into the speakeasy Lao Wai. Anyways, super cute. Yeah. Also has terrible reviews online. It's really interesting. Both you and I were like, why are so the reviews so bad? But one of the things that I loved about the place is that they uh, have a drink called the One Star Review. And they literally print out terrible reviews and attach them to this delicious drink. And I just thought that was such a cool way of, you know, owning owning the bad. And like, yeah. I think also recognizing, you know, it's one thing to to know in your head oh, I'm not going to be for everybody. I can't make everybody happy. All these things that we, we know, common sense. But like, yeah, all those things are so real big gut punches in reality. And so it was cool to see yeah. this business, you know, owning that. Um, and I feel like you do that with your troll comments and with yeah. the negativity. You know, you really like stand in it. And I know you have other ways that you also, I don't know if you, maybe you have a one-star review drink or a troll drink that you have at home. <laughs> but what do you do with your content? Like I know there's other things you do too to kind of own the those the, perhaps the negativity or stand stand in your power and recognize I'm not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah, so I always screenshot these comments in case like, I don't know, in case I have to report them to Instagram later, um, but I always screenshot them and then I'll use them for content. I'll use them in a reel. So I got a comment the other day on a reel that was like telling people how to use a specific trending sound and I was like giving out people ideas on how to use it. And like, people love that content from me. Like it's one of my best performing. I get so many nice messages about like, I did it, thank you. Like that was great. Um, but this one person commented, um, I won't be doing this because I have a real job. And I was like, oh, like, I'm sorry that you're on the internet and grumpy, but this is a good piece of content for me. So I screenshot it and I had a video of like me driving in my car and I wrote like, me driving my imaginary car to my imaginary house paid for by my imaginary job because I mean we could have a whole talk about like the patriarchy and like how influencers and content creators who are predominantly women are not taken seriously and this isn't a real job and, and yes all of that we could talk about that for hours um but I wanted to like make a statement because to say that someone's job is imaginary because it's like it is new obviously like we didn't go to school to learn how to be content creators um, but I wanted to just kind of like show people what that attitude is and like almost like confronting it, like being like, oh, it's so imaginary that I'm, I'm living a whole life that's paid for by this imaginary job. So I wanted to have fun with it. And like, I don't want to be like a bully online. So I never tag them. I don't have their names on there. Um, but I definitely want to like challenge those beliefs in a way that feels good. <laughs> That literally brought shivers up my spine, to my arms. <laughs> I love that because, you know, it doesn't matter what what topic you're talking about or, yeah. what you know, what industry you're in. There's always, if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be serving people, there's going to be limiting beliefs and there's going to be mindsets that need to be changed. And, yeah. you know, I really love that you are confronting some of those things, bringing them to the forefront um, because at the end of the day, you know, two things. Number one, you know that person, they're obviously stuck in a job that they hate. And or Clearly, let me yeah. say this. They're, if they, if even if they love their job, there is no chance that they would ever change or could ever see a possibility of anything different. And maybe if they saw that content, maybe you'd help change their mind. And number two, there's probably a lot of people in your community that are worried about getting that comment, whether it's from their partner, their friends, yeah. their neighbor, their their aunt or uncle, their parent. Like they're, yeah. they're afraid of getting that kind of a comment. And so you actually bringing it to the forefront and being you know first of all normalizing that like yeah this is gonna it's gonna happen people are gonna say things to you they're gonna they're gonna think it's not a real job um yeah. is so genius and then I also love that you're just like hey 
I, I not only did, have I faced the fear, but I have created a, an amazing life because of it, in spite of it. And I think that's super, super inspiring. Yeah, so many of the comments I got were from people being like, oh my God, everyone asks me how my little business is going or how my like imaginary job is going or when am I getting a real job? So it was like really, it was like sad. It's bittersweet because it's nice to connect with people over that. But at the same time, it's like, it's unfortunate that, you know, we're still being told that our jobs aren't real or that it's a little side gig or, you know, dimin- dimin- diminishing <laughs> the the work that we're doing. Yeah. Well, I love how you're taking back your power on that. It's super inspiring and you're changing the world, you know, not just for yourself, but for all those people out there too that um, are feeling minimized and I hope that they can own it too. And I know that you do that, help people with that. Yeah. Thank you. I got such a nice message um, the other day from a dermatologist and she said like, I'm like older. I didn't really understand Instagram. Um, but we're using your tips and your ideas to educate people about skin cancer. And I was like, wow, like that's amazing. Like a very traditional field, like medicine, like one of the oldest professions in the world. And even they are seeing like, you know, you can use Instagram to reach more people. You can use reels to educate people. Um, that's kind of a side note, but yeah. So I thought that was really cool to see that like even these really traditional jobs can like benefit from using reels. Mm, that must be so satisfying and yeah that that's cool and that's a great you know for anybody listening that's thinking okay that's you know that's really cool for like for Laura who can talk about Instagram that's changing and fresh and whatever or it's really cool for I don't know Jillian Harris because she's got recipes and cute clothes and cute kids or whatever um but it it I love that you just said like it really can transcend so many different so many different things and I think you know sometimes those industries that are really like traditional or old school or standardized actually have the most opportunity for for fresh ideas and the most opportunity to really like mix it up so yeah it's a great point great point Laura we're gonna talk about something a little spicy because when (laughs) you know and and I do this with all my guests it was just it's not just Laura yeah but I always ask people yeah no not well kind of picking on you but in a good way I hope um (laughs) but I always ask people I want to I want to know you know if there's anything that's off topic with that I, that you don't want me to talk about or you don't want to talk about or sometimes there are also like regulations in people's industries that they can't talk about yeah. things um and you specifically said when I what is off topic you said revenue and I found that really surprising because I know that you're a multi-six-figure entrepreneur and so you know on our podcast prep call uh we dug a little deeper because <laughs> I'm a coach and that's that's what I do you have to, yeah. um <laughs> and you said you don't want to talk about it and I was like well like why and you gave me yeah. one of the best answers ever um and here we are talking about it so I'm sorry <laughs> but yeah. would no, you I'm glad. would you be willing to share you know why you didn't want to talk about that and yeah like why why not yeah so there's a few reasons why um the biggest one I think is like the amount of money I've made doesn't reflect the results I get for my clients or for my members or for people who learn from me um it just means that I'm good at selling and that's like a different thing right so that perspective. And I also don't want to have my authority based on making money. Like that's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm trying to teach. Um, but I also think that I don't want to say I was sold a, a dream because I bought into it, but I definitely thought that like, once I hit a certain revenue or a certain income or a certain uh, milestone that I would, you know, feel really good and really happy. And my life would be re- butterflies and rainbows. And I would never have problems ever again. And you know what? Money is great because it solves a lot of problems that problems that money can solve. You can solve with money, obviously. Um, but there's also a lot of things that it can't do. So I didn't want 
to feed into this narrative that you have to like make a certain amount of money to be happy or to be considered successful, especially as small business owners who are usually, you know, we're starting our businesses because we want more freedom or flexibility, or, you know, there's something that we're not feeling fulfilled by in a regular, in air quotes, job. Um, so I didn't want to feed into that misconception and be part of it. So, you know, making more money didn't make me happier and I don't want to um, lead anyone else on that pathway either of thinking like, I just need to hit this amount and then I'm going to be happy forever. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being willing for me to like poke you on it in our call. And then also for you to legitimately talk about it on the, on the podcast. Like I, I really appreciate that. And I think that's, we, we need to talk about that more, you know, number one, so important, like about that the fulfillment doesn't come from money and also kind of call out how weird and messed up it is. If you actually stand back and look at it, that so much of our kind of authority is based on yeah. how much money somebody makes. And you know, it's so interesting it's because I feel like that's actually, it's actually why a lot of us like left the corporate world is because we realized yeah. that what, that wasn't it. Right. And that, yeah. hello, just cause somebody in the company made more than you, you may be a leader, maybe your manager didn't mean that they had all the answers. Um, yeah. yeah so I love that you shift that to the results for your clients. Yeah. I also think that a lot of people, I don't want to say lie, but it's like misleading. So you'll see someone that's like a seven figure entrepreneur or eight figure entrepreneur, whatever, but you don't know that they're spending like 80% in operating expenses. Like you really have no idea. So unless we're going to like sit here, grab my accountant, pull out all the books. Like I don't want to like lead with those numbers and be like, this is what I've done. So obviously like it's a huge privilege to even like be in that position. Um, but I also, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to mislead people. <laughs> mm. Integrity. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And I, I, I feel the same way. Like whenever I see those kinds of things, I always want to know more, but then I'm also like, like I can't really yeah. just like post and be like, okay, well, what are your operating expenses or what did you, what did you yeah. keep? And yeah. like, um, how yeah, many so hours are you working? Are you happy? Like, do you see your family? Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is yeah. your definition of success? How does that compare to mine? And what do you, even what do your expenses yeah. look like? Like everyone needs um, needs are different. Everyone's wants are different. Like money, yeah. you could be making a hundred thousand dollars a month and still not feel like not, you're not having enough or making 10,000 and feel like you have more than enough. And, and it's yeah. so much more about like how it's going to make you feel than just the money. And plus, like you yeah. said, I, I also love the distinction that you made. The, the number of figures that I make has more to do with my ability to sell than it does with my ability to get results. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I feel like that's a good truth bomb there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and thanks for, you know, being a, a beacon of integrity and, and fun on the internet because it's a wild place. <laughs> yeah, I think we need more fun in our lives. So hopefully I can continue to do that. <laughs> you do. You do. All right. I also want to know, you know, the online world is pretty wild. <laughs> you know, we were talking about it before we hopped on that it feels like things are shifting and um, especially after the last few years, like, I don't know about you, I'm so zoomed out. Like I'm, I, I, I should have actually just flown out to Ottawa to do this with you, but I feel like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm so sick of being online. feels like there's a lot of negativity. Yeah. There's just like, I, it's just a, it's a whole, it's a, it can be a difficult place to be energetically. And I'm yes. wondering how you balance it. Cause it's different from me. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't feel the pressure to be on there that much. Um, mm. But you, like your whole business is around social media. So how do you balance? Yeah. I guess the question is, how do you balance being productive on social media and using it as a tool without it using you? And how do you balance your energy in that? How do you balance social media and yeah. your sanity? 
I love that you asked that because I did not have Instagram for probably four years when I started my business. Like I, before I started my business, I didn't have Instagram. I deleted it because I felt like it was toxic on a personal level. And when I got it back to start promoting my business, because I'd been working um, behind the scenes for a couple of clients, I had a totally different approach because I, my brain was like, this is a business tool. So it was like, it'd be like for you opening Excel, you're not going to be like, Ooh, Excel. Like, what am I going to see here? Like, it's like a business tool, right? That's just how my brain saw it for so long. Oh, um, you so have think- not seen my travel spreadsheets, Laura. <laughs> you should see my New York spreadsheet and my Iceland spreadsheet. Oh yeah. Oh, I love the Excel that you didn't know that. Okay. So maybe, okay. So maybe you are an Excel person, but like for me, I like open Excel. I'm like, let's get in, let's get out, get the number, whatever. Right. And that's kind of how I feel on Instagram. So I do love it for connections. I love it for making friends. I love it for engagement, like community, all of that. I love it, but I do see it as a tool. So I think that differentiation helps as well. And like knowing that it's, it is like a part of my business, but it's not my whole business. It's not me. Um, so that's helped me to kind of like keep it separate. I am really intentional with my screen time. Um, I try to limit my screen time on Instagram to no more than two hours a day, which is still a lot. Like, even if I'm saying that out loud, I'm like two hours a day is that's gross. That's like 10 hours a week. Like that's a lot. Right. Um, I mean, if we're only including working days on that. Um, so that seems like a lot to me. I would love to get it lower. Um, my goal this year is an hour and a half every day. So we'll see if we can do that. Um, but to get to that point, you have to be really intentional with your time on Instagram. So Every time I'm opening Instagram, I'm like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? And like, I have moved the Instagram app so that it's like on the last screen of my phone. So I have to scroll four times to get to it. And that's like the check-in. It's like, I'm opening Instagram to do this and you're not mindlessly opening it. So I think that's really important. Um, I think like using specific tools that help me to like be intentional with my time online. I'm a big fan of like batching, which I've talked about. I'm a big fan of using templates for my content. I'm a big fan of repurposing my content so that when I get onto Instagram, I know like I'm here for a reason. I'm going to do that thing. And then I'm done. Um, I also will use it on my computer whenever I can. So if I'm responding to DMS or comments, I'm on my desktop. And then it's like your brain's in work mode because you're not just going to go on your, well, I'm again, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't go on my computer for like for fun for hours. Right. Whereas your phone is so easy to get stuck in that scroll hole. Um, I've also started sleeping with my phone outside of my room. Like the charger is not in my bedroom. It's somewhere else. Um, and that's been really good because I used to wake up, roll over, check Instagram. And like, I saw that the, um, screen time stats on my phone, I think this was like maybe two years ago. And it was like most used after pickup Instagram. And I was like, that's gross. Like I just woke up. It's the most used app on my phone all day. And then it's also the first thing I'm checking in with like that that was like a wake up call for me. It was like, I should be like checking on my dog or my husband or like anything else meditating, like before I pick up Instagram. So that's been really helpful as well. Like having that physical separation of my phone from myself when I'm like half asleep and vulnerable. (laughs) Such great tips. Okay. Those are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am guilty of a lot of that. So I I feel like most of this call, I'm like most of this entire recording, I'm like, I'm calling you out. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's great. I love it. I'm here for it. That's what I, yeah, that's what I want. Um, you've got that. Yeah. I definitely need to do the outside the bedroom thing too. And I love the time limit. I had it for a while and then I fell off the wagon when I got a new phone. So now I need to need to do that again because I, I agree that yeah. it is a balance um, and I love what you said too about like doing it on your desktop such great little distinctions yeah. you know what I love is that all these things are very simple it's a matter of yeah. you it's know, so simple just doing it. it 
it's like annoyingly simple because you like want the answer to be like do five backflips and then do a seance and like you want it to be all these really complicated steps to get balanced but it's like oh just do these like little things and it's like it it's crazy how these little little things make a difference um i have a friend who's a she's doing her phd in neuroscience so she's gonna be a neuroscientist and she's, I should maybe connect with her. She's amazing. Um, but she is all about like burnout and workplace balance. That's literally what she's going to school for to be a brain doctor in. And she has like all these little tips and tricks and hacks on like how to create that distinction from work and home. And especially if you're working from home, I think this is so important. Um, but she talks about like having work clothes and like changing out of those clothes because I think we've all been in sweatpants for like three years. So like maybe it's time we have like work sweatpants and home sweatpants or chill sweatpants. <laughs> Um, she talks about like using scent as a distinction. So when you're done your work day, you light a candle. And I think it's become too easy because our phones are these little tools that we carry around all day. And it's so easy to slip into online mode or work mode. So those, I have like a little ritual at the end of the day that like winds me down. And then it's easier for me to stay off my phone because it's like my brain associates the, this wind down ritual with like relaxing time and not work time. So, I mean, it's been three years of like, torture to get to this point. I remember when I was in the Golden Girls, I was constantly talking about being burnt out and exhausted and like having no balance. Um, and I'm starting to feel like in the last maybe, not quite a year, but maybe six to nine months that I've been feeling more balanced. And it's like, because of these really simple things that are like annoyingly easy to do, um, that actually helped. <laughs> Sorry, I totally went on a rant there. <laughs> I love it. That was so good. Such great advice. I would love to be connected with this, with your friend as well, because it sounds like a genius advice. Um, and I, you know, you touched on a lot of really great things there too, because so much of what we do is habit, right? And habits yeah. can be connected to from what we're wearing to who we're around to what we're smelling, what we're listening to, what we see, the time of day, the location we're in. And um, when all of those things are exactly the same as they've been for the last three years, you know, I'm still at home, still smells like I need to do the laundry, still <laughs> still seeing like the, the dusty baseboards in my house, like yeah. they're still seeing yeah. my laptop or still, you know, like when there is no disruption, it is really interesting. So uh, yeah, that's genius that to create those pattern breaks, especially work from home um, yeah. and to make, yeah, I love the ritual too. That just sounds really pleasurable too. Cause I think sometimes we, sometimes it's like, oh, you know, we've, we work from home or we try to create a simpler life because we don't want to do more, right? We want to make it easier yeah. and simpler. But when you have these beautiful things, like I light a candle or I maybe I have an essential oil or maybe I get to put my favorite sweatpants on or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, maybe it's yeah. like a song or, you know, or Big maybe a, a yeah. meditation yeah. at the end of the day or whatever. Like yeah. make it pleasurable to make it um, something that you're actually going to do and enjoy. Yeah, I love that. So true. You have a couple of different offerings and we didn't talk about bringing this up, but I feel like we need to, we should bring them up because, um, yeah. I know people listening are going to be like, I need to learn more from Laura because you have so much wisdom. Um, can you tell us about, uh, your course and your membership? So we have like understand it a little bit. I'm currently working on a revamp and update of my course called Real Talk, and we are making it super concise and actionable so that you can get through this course and start creating reels within a day or two, and that will be released in mid-April, so keep your eyes open for that. I also have my Reels Report membership, which is all about taking messy action, staying consistent. We send you four ahead of the trend audios to your inbox every single week so that you can start creating Reels with just a single click, um, and that will be opening February 28th. 
Love it. I've got to tell you, I have taken, well, I've actually done both. I'm like a, I'm like, yeah. give me all your things, You're Laura. I love them. I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I took your Real Talk course and it's great. And like, I still go back to it every time I think about creating a reel, which I, you know what, you're getting me back on the train here. This is my like, yeah. this is my, um, my awakening of reels again. Yeah. Uh, but Tiffany. if you go back on my profile, you, you don't have to go back that far because I haven't posted much lately, but I actually did a bunch of reels and they did really really well and I took uh, all yeah. of the things were what I learned from your course and that definitely got Love me that. started and like taught me what I needed to know so it was really really powerful so I'm excited that's coming out in April um and then the reels report I love it too I need to I'm going to use it more often because it's so genius and it literally every week and forgive like forgive me if I'm getting some of the like the, the deliverables wrong but what I see is that every week I get an email that and a pdf that tells me here's four ideas for a reel and it gives me um ideas for like examples of how people are using it um kind of like a little bit of like this is how it works or like this is like yeah. the there's like a joke behind the story it, so it behind to be it. serious so you can make it sentimental yeah. yeah yeah and then examples of how I could use it if I was a product-based business or a service-based business and it is so genius it's so good yeah. because well for obviously because it saves so much time because like I could go down the trending scroll hole as well but yeah. also okay this is this is vulnerable but I'm gonna tell you I don't always get like the the joke the joke behind things or like yeah, yeah or like what I can't always see the theme behind why people are doing things or I'm like what are they getting at here and yeah. so I really love like the perp you you explicitly are like this is where people are you know using this to show like a transition or showing like showcasing yeah. something new or getting sentimental about it I'm like oh aha uh-huh, I get it and then I but I don't yeah. always figure that out for myself my husband will tell you I'm the worst at movies because I'm like what's happening what's happening what's going on <laughs> it's I like just, one of those so things, I feel like it's, it's like yeah you have to be online like a lot to see enough of them to get the joke and so that's one of the things like why we're doing this membership is like, so people don't have to be chronically online, like looking for ideas and then trying to like understand the joke behind it. We research all the trends so we can tell you like this audio is from this TV show, from this episode, this character said it, and these are the words so that you're not like accidentally like doing something that's not aligned with your values. Um, I mean, I don't ever include anything. Well, I try not to include anything that would be offensive, but I do like say like it's from this TV show. It's from this character. So people can like know the backstory behind it and you're not just blindly hopping on a trend you know I a thousand percent know yes yeah yeah my team member actually came to me the other day and she was like oh I have this is a trending audio and I was like what is it trending with or like what does it mean like I I, and I was like yeah because exactly those were my concerns I was like what if this is like I just don't know like is it on brand is it trending with like 14 year olds skateboarders or is it trending with 40 40 year old moms like I need to know the difference right like so yeah I'd love that such great such great context and um yeah Reels Report is opening soon February 28th um make sure you're following along with Laura um all right last thing let's talk about with Reels before we do our rapid fire questions We've talked yes. about batching. We talked about debossing. I love that you remember that. I um, use that all the time over there, Laura. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. I love that. I love that. Um, so batching, you're obviously a big fan of, and batching is doing all the same kind of work at once. For anyone that doesn't know, so yeah. that means not just doing a reel every single day, but doing them all at once. And you're a fan of it, and you also have a freebie to help people batch the reels. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about the reels batching freebie? 
Yeah, so the biggest hurdle we talked about today, and it's the one I hear all the time from people, is they feel like they don't have time to create reels. So batching is, this mini lesson is created for that hurdle. So we're gonna teach you how to batch create your reels. We talk about the steps that go into it, what you need to have to save time creating reels, the tools, the apps, the templates. Um, everything you need to know about saving time creating reels is there. Um, I've got it down to like a 15 minute mini lesson because I wanted it to be short and actionable. Um, so that is a freebie that's available for you in the show notes. Amazing. Yeah. Links in the show notes. Go get your Reels Batching Freebie. So good. Okay. Now the rapid fire Golden Girls questions. I want to know what is the best money you've ever spent? This is a ridiculous answer, but I love getting a blowout. And like I used to, like I've stopped now because I have, <laughs> I have the Dyson Airwrap now, but the first blowout I ever got, I feel like it changed something, like it altered my brain chemistry because it was like, I know it's ridiculous because it's like, it feels like a luxury. It's 50 bucks plus a tip, you know? And I would sit there, get my blowout and like work on my computer. And I was like, I have made it in life. Like I'm at the point where I can like outsource parts of my life that don't bring me joy. So it's ridiculous, but I want to encourage you to like find your little luxury yeah, it's always for me to blow out. I leave the salon feeling like a whole new person. I've saved an hour of my life. I've got work done. It's great. <laughs> ah, so good. And I, I think we should, I just want to like gently and lovingly help you reframe that because I think we've been conditioned. Okay, I'm, I'm listening to the book Who Not How right now. And I'm mm. in this season of life of like outsourcing as much as I can. And I think we've been conditioned that like to see all the things, as, especially like when we outsource um like tasks we yeah. disproportionately see that only as an expense versus like an investment in ourselves and in our well-being yeah and on the flip side of that the other kind of toxic part of it is that we like put so much emphasis on like self-made I do it all like yeah. did it all myself like that like grit and don't get me wrong grit's yeah. important but like you know what I mean right like the, the too far yeah. there's a balance and so Absolutely. yeah I think yeah I think that's a great flip that I want everyone to make that like it's not actually yeah. frivolous if you are you don't a you don't have to do everything by yourself no one can do it by themselves anyone who tells you that they do they're they're lying or miserably failing or not sleeping um yeah and b it's it's not frivolous if it's investing in yourself and investing in how you feel so I think totally. that's genius yeah. love it. I love that um love we talked we always about this have before good hair we Thank you. Um, we talked about this before we recorded is um, one of my favorite books is You're a Badass at Making Money. That book like changed my life when it comes to money. So you're right. It's not frivolous. It, like It makes me feel good. And it's like an investment because it boosts my confidence. I record more content when my hair is done. So yeah, <laughs> it's an investment. Amazing. You're right. It you is. You can write them off. <laughs> yeah, I legit. No, you actually should though. I am I don't quote me, but I feel I like. Asked. They said no? They said I, no? You, you said no. And I was like. I went on a whole rant about the patriarchy again, but it's fine. <laughs> I feel like you may want to get a second opinion on that because hmm, hmm. I should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you should. I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, I bet I you. Should. I bet you other people do for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we'll have to circle back on that one. Come back in like a yeah. year and be like, so where are we at yes. with tax write-offs? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is a goal that you are working on right now? I heard. Well, I know you said a, an hour and a half or less a day on Instagram. Any others that you have going on? Yeah. Um, prioritizing, uh, my mental health and wellness is definitely, um, a, a focus of mine. Yeah. Mm. It Any used to be like, do that? I, well, the goal used to be make as much money as possible and like support myself enough to get that done basically. Um, but now it's like the priority is me and my mental health and my wellness. So, um, 
therapy, meditation, um, acupuncture, cold plunges. Like I'm trying all the wellness things. I'm drinking like weird mushroom things. Um, but yeah, my like health and wellness is the number one priority because I'm important, not because it makes me a more productive worker. Hmm. <laughs> mm, so good. I think this is the year of wellness. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Yes. yes. One of the things I really want to more normalize is the idea that we we change our minds and it's okay to change our mind. And, and I think that's just really what we need in humanity right now. So I would love to know what is something that you've changed your mind about? I feel like these answers should be more deep, um, but I'm going to go ahead and be honest and say fashion. Like there's a lot of things that I've been wearing or like looking at that I'm like, that's cute. I never thought I'd like it. Um, dad sneakers, for example. I have a pair of New Balance sneakers that are like the ones that Steve Jobs wears that I used to think were the ugliest shoes ever. And now I love them. I feel like they look cute with every outfit. They're comfy. Um, But you're right. We need to normalize like changing our minds and like being wrong. I was wrong. They are not ugly. They are actually cute. So yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Steve Jobs. Sorry, Dad. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were right. Can I borrow them? Can I actually borrow them? Yes. (laughs) I love it. So good. Okay. Uh, if your life was going to be one of your favorite movies ever, what would you have your character do next? Oh my goodness. Um, so one of my favorite movies is Fight Club. Um, and Not what I which is crazy. Be, okay. <laughs> okay. I, well, you know what? I watched it when I was like 24 and I was like basically going through a quarter life crisis and I watched this movie and I was like, oh my goodness, like this movie is amazing and so profound and I just loved it. Um, so I guess what would my character do next? I mean, I don't want to say like start an underground cult, um, but I think, um, you know, at the end he has, I don't want to give away for the, if you find someone hasn't seen it, but I would say that evolution of like realizing what's important to you and what really matters. Um, so I think my character is working on that is that evolution of like what really matters, where we're going to put our attention, what we're focusing on and like what we're chasing instead of being on that hedonic treadmill. Treadmill. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Hmm. I, love I love that, that movie. It's so good. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I am going to have to check <gasps> that out now. I know. Oh my I know. God. I am not. I know nothing trendy. I have hardly seen any movies. I know. I'm like. I'm so out, out of the loop on everything cool. You know what? Like that. Well, the reason I didn't watch that movie because the name Fight Club. I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie about people fighting. That's weird. But it's like, it's incredible. Like I want you. I need you to watch it, and then I want you to tell me, like, voice message me right after, or like even while you're watching it, because I wish I could be there with you when you watch it. It's like, it's incredible. It's incredible. Like, yeah. I feel like we need to hang out and do blowouts and watch Fight Club. (laughs) Please, please, can we like (laughs) and and cold plunges and cold plunges? Get it all in. Yes. Yes, get it all in. We yeah. will. <laughs> okay, next time you're in Vancouver, we're going to make that happen. I love it. Yeah, 100%. Well, if you're on this wellness journey, then I this question is kind of perfect because you've probably got lots of good ideas for this. Um, what is your go-to for stress management or wellness, like a certain habit or technique that at this in this season that you couldn't live without? Meditation. I have this app called Insight Timer, and it's like, it's almost like they've gamified meditation because you get like streaks for meditating certain days in a row. It tells you how many hours it like tracks your months. Um, so I'm obsessed with meditation. It's like really, really helped me. I, I honestly don't think I could live without it right now. Um, and the app I use is called insight timer and it's great. Uh, okay. I'll link to that yeah. below too. That sounds awesome. It's so now, good. Yeah. Um, 
I have a very serious question. Uh, <laughs> Putin, you are on the other, you're close to Quebec, the starting point, the yes. hub of it all. Yes. So I think I know what your answer is going to be, but is it cheese curds or is it shredded cheese? It's cheese curds. It's like not even up for debate. Yeah. It's, it's not. I, yeah, totally. It's not. Have, do you have yeah. a favorite Putin place over there? Um, you know what? I actually don't, but my issue is that I, so I don't know if this question was like specifically for me, but my friends have like been making fun of me because for the last like five years, because I tried poutine or poutine, I, I say it the, the, I don't know, English way, cause I'm not good at French. Um, but I started, or I tried it for the first time, maybe five years ago and I've been obsessed. So my friends like made fun of me for it. Um, and I have discovered in my journey that I really like poutine with chicken gravy instead of beef. So that's been like an unpopular opinion to navigate because I feel like beef is the more traditional option. Um, I, I honestly don't know if this question was specifically for me. Did you see my birthday cake my best friend sent me? No, but was it? Tell me about it. Stop right now. Okay, I'm going to show you a photo and maybe we can like, I don't know where we can share this photo. Um, but just to give you an idea of how like obsessed I am, Look at this cake my friend had made and sent to me for my birthday. Can you see what that is? <gasps> it looks like a New York fries or like a poutine in a little. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, oh. Because I'm oh, obsessed. So my cute. friends make fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cute. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. You know, so I also love poutine, which is why the question is yeah. there. Uh, okay. Amazing. I want to find my fellow lovers and here we are. Hello. <gasps> so we're going to do oh. cold plunges, watch Fight Club, yes. get blowouts and go get poutine with, <laughs> with chicken, chicken gravy. We've got a whole date. It's such a well-rounded day. I love it. Yeah. I'm literally obsessed. <laughs> so good. Like obsessed. <laughs> Yeah. So my poutine, like my friends also make fun of me because I have organized poutine crawls where like we all go together to different places and try different poutines. And I even like had like scorecards and everyone like rated their best, like what's the best gravy? What was the best uh, chicken or sorry, what was the best fries? What was the best curds? Uh, What was your favorite? Which restaurant had like the best selection? And like, yeah, we had a really fun day with that. So yeah. We should be best I friends. Like, extra. like <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> like, I, I'm literally like shocked right now. My best friend sent me, there was like a poutine um, festival in Vancouver recently. She's like, you should fly back for this. And I was like, maybe I should. Um, I do want to say that the Costco fries are the best and their cheese mm. curds are amazing. But the broth, the, the gravy, I don't know. Not your favorite. Not your favorite. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll have to we'll like create it. a mashup. Find the good gravy. Put on because yeah. you can just get cheese curds and fries at Costco. Yeah. I do know that. So you can just bring your own gravy. <laughs> I love that. We, Let's do it. We need like a whole other episode. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this is Devoted like so niche. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So oh, I love it. Well, thank you for sharing all that. So good. Uh, yeah. Laura, where can people find you and watch your fun reels and learn more about you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at bsquared.social. Perfect. We'll have links to you in the show notes. Laura, thank you so much for being so real, so genuine. You know, you said that your favorite character or the reason why you loved Fight Club is because the character was really figuring out what is important in life and that's the journey that you're on. And I feel like you brought that to this conversation, you know, like you brought the perspective of how do we show up with integrity? How do we show up as our as our, our authentic selves? How do we navigate parts of the world, the social media world specifically, that, that 
aren't important and aren't valuable um and how do we like use social media as a tool to create the life that we do want so i feel like it's so cool i mean i have to watch fight club i don't get the whole thing but i feel like you are on that journey and you just took us through that journey too of helping us realize how we can cut through the crap of social media and get to what's really important so thank you so much yeah thank you so much it's so nice to chat with you Thank you to Laura for all of her incredible tips and her realness. <sighs> realness. There's just so many good puns with this, <laughs> but I digress. All right. Now you've listened to this episode. Hopefully you are convinced, like I am, that it is way more important to take action and make a whole bunch of less perfect and more fun reels and put yourself out there than it is to try and put on all the pressure, get it perfect, take too much time, and still not take action and get results. So this is your moment. Don't let this be another thing that you listen to or put on your to-do list in the back burner and, and never address. To make sure that you take action and get support, Laura and I are hosting a challenge, a free challenge called the Make It Real Fun Challenge. I know, more puns. What can I say? This episode is airing live on Tuesday, February 21st of 2023. Now, here's the challenge. From Tuesday, February 21st until Tuesday, February 28th, we want you to make three crappy reels. And if you do, you'll be entered for the chance to win a special prize pack that we put together. Together, Laura and I have put together a prize pack with a 100-day goal-getter planner and journal, a one-year membership in the Reels Report membership, and one-year membership in Golden Girls Community. Uh, these are worth over a thousand dollars and we're so excited to give it away to one of you for and celebrate you and congratulate you in creating scrappy and messy, but doing the real thing. Our goal here for you is for you to learn the features, to rip off that bandaid, to get comfortable and to have some fun. And if you do this in the next week, you do three reels, we're going to cheer you on. You're going to get momentum, you're going to have fun, and you're going to get some traction, which trust me, nothing is more motivating than actually seeing results and making progress. Here's how you can enter. Laura and I are going to be putting out a post on Instagram on Tuesday, February 21st. And of course, link in the show notes will be there. I'll make sure there's a link to the post and a link to both Laura and I. So check it out and you're going to learn everything you need to know about joining in the challenge. Basically, you just got to make three reels and post them in a week. You're going to comment that you've completed the reels and follow the other super simple instructions on the post and then you'll be entered to win. That's all. Three reels, post them in the week, make them quick, make them fun, make them simple, get momentum, get comfortable, and let's all just take ourselves a little less seriously. So look for that post. Uh, it'll be the one on Tuesday, February 21st and join in the challenge. I got to tell you, I am really excited about it. I'm going to be joining in too. So here is to the power of shared accountability. And if you haven't yet heard me rant about the power of shared accountability, then know that it's pretty much as good of a quote hack as they come. Now, if you are like me and you're wanting to make creating reels easier, save you a ton of time, save you the overanalyzing and make you feel like you have your own personal social media manager who gives you ideas and tells you what to do, you have to check out Laura's Real Report membership. Laura is also reopening registration to the Reels Report in a few weeks. I believe it's February 28th. And I have to tell you, as we've been preparing for this episode and preparing also to level up our social media game this year, both myself and my team have been using the Reels Report membership. Honestly, this episode and my conversation with Laura was as much for you as it was for me. 
I find reels overwhelming. I feel like they take too much time and I just never have understood the trends. I am that person watching a movie who's always looking at my husband asking, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on? I don't get it. I know my husband thinks it's super annoying during a movie. Um, but I feel like that watching reels. I, I don't get the trends and how they're supposed to fit my brand or if it's even aligned. And the reels report helps me with all of this. The reels report helps us save time. We don't have to search for the best audio to use. Every uh, week, you get four trending real audios, four times a month, delivered straight to your inbox, and the sounds are linked, so it's like that easy. You just click on it, and it takes you right to the trend. Um, for us, we love the creative ideas. Along with the audio links, Laura also gives you ideas on how you can actually use them for your business, because sometimes it's, I can see the funny trends and get it, and I think it's hilarious, but I can't always figure out how it connects to me. You also get accountability and support, connecting with other Reels Report members and cheering each other on, and your Reels questions answered with Laura's once a month office hour to personally answer any of your questions about Reels. Already, for my team and I, and it's only been a few weeks, Reels Report has helped us to generate a ton of cool ideas for Reels and inspired us to get back in action. That in itself is a huge win because the inertia of not making Reels for over a year well, you all know what they say about inertia. It's really hard to get that ball rolling again. So I love this Reels report because it helps me understand how to break down a reel, how to figure out how the trends work, and get us better at making less perfect reels. If you want to check out the Reels Report membership, click the link in the show notes. I am a proud affiliate for Laura's program. I have been since day one because I love everything she does. Um, and that means if you sign up with my link, it doesn't cost you anything. And I do get a commission, which helps me create this and other free content for you on the internet. So if you struggle with creating Reels but want to have more fun with them and want to be able to focus on your business and your zone of genius, check out Reels Report. It's truly a game changer and you're going to love the genius report sent to you four times a month. If the doors are closed, by the way, make sure to join the waitlist to find out the next time registration opens. All right, before we go, I invite you and I want to ask, do you have a fellow entrepreneur friend or a colleague who also struggles with reels, who also wants to up their social media game? Share this episode with them and invite them to listen in. If you thought this was a valuable episode, please help us spread the word. Share it with your mastermind group, your co-working space, your, your neighborhood, your social media team, or anyone else who you think would appreciate Laura's fantastic tips and wisdom. Thank you for being here. I will see you on Instagram where I'm super excited to see you in some reels, my friend. Remember, as Laura says, you don't have to dance. You don't have to point. You don't have to light things on fire. Just have fun. Be yourself. Add value. And most of all, keep showing up. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.